Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. If you are a builder, remodeler, or contractor, this is your go-to resource for business growth strategies, as well as marketing and sales tactics. On this show, you'll hear from industry leaders, construction professionals in the trenches, and from our team of digital marketing experts here at Builder Funnel. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. Let's get started. Hey, welcome to episode 43 with Kimberly Mackey of New Home Solutions. And in this episode, we sit down and talk about the customer experience funnel. And this is kind of a hot topic right now. So we do a deep dive into how you can break down the funnel, what are the different stages, and then we even get into some technology that can help improve the customer experience on their end so that you can spark more referrals, more word of mouth, and grow your business. So stay tuned for episode 43 with Kimberly Mackey. Hey, Kimberly, glad to have you on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it so much, Spencer. It's good to be back to Builder Funnel and on video this time. Yeah, second tour here on Builder Funnel Radio. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we'll make it happen. And I'm excited for today because we're going to talk about the customer experience funnel. And one of the reasons I'm excited is because I kind of want to know what the heck is that? <laughs> so maybe you can give us a, a little bit of an overview of, you know, what is the customer experience funnel? Well, that's the hot buzzword going around the industry right now. So, uh, you know, I, there's a lot of interest in it. And I'm so glad that there finally is um, <laughs> and that we have something to call it now. So the customer experience funnel is every touch point, every interaction that the buyer and prospect have with you. So for every step along the way from when they first have awareness, a brand awareness of who you are and what you do, um, all the way through the the building of the home, through the warranty stage and beyond. So it's every interaction all the way around. Yeah. So basically every single touch point that you have with uh, whether they're a prospect or a customer, but their experience with your business, is that, is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. And obviously we want that experience to be consistent. So if we are not being consistent all the way through, um, the buyer is really going to know about it. So it's important that we map out our customer experience funnel so that we can have that congruency all the way all the way along. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of interesting because I've been thinking about this just from a marketing standpoint for a few years. And, you know, in marketing, we always talk about, you know, the typical tools like social media, you know, your website, signage, you know, all these different things. And then the more you think about it, you're going, well, if you do a really good job for somebody and they have a good experience with you, then they become a referral for you. And that's marketing. You know? So it kind of led, lended itself to me thinking, well, gosh, is this whole thing marketing? And I think you could make a case for that. But um, I want to like, maybe let's start at the beginning, you know, so where does the customer experience funnel start and does it always start in the same place? So no, that's a that's a good point. No, it doesn't always start in the same place because each buyer's journey is unique and how they learn about you as the builder is unique. So, you know, to me it's like asking that that age-old question, when do you get the opportunity to make a first impression? And yeah. today we know that, you know, that actually happens sometimes before you're even aware that the other party exists. <laughs> so yeah. you know, it, 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 it used to get 30 seconds to make a first impression right and today forget it I mean they've already checked you out on social media they've read the reviews they've you know they've asked their neighbor and their cousin and 
uh, everybody else, they've seen your signage, they've driven by you, probably driven by your sites. You know, they're, they're doing their homework, checking you out before you're ever even aware of them. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like marketing today is, it's so convoluted, right? There's all these channels and people jump all over the place. You know, they're not, it's not this straight path to the finish line. You know, like you said, they look at your website, look at reviews, look at social media, you know, and maybe that's something we can talk about. I mean, how do you see social media playing into this customer experience funnel? Oh, I think social media is huge. And to me, social media is, of course, it's interactive. It's social. We should be interacting with people, but it's an opportunity to tell your story in a way that encourages others to interact and engage with you. So, you know, I th- to, to te- and to tell it from different perspectives. So I love to see people's stories. Not, we're not, we don't build houses. We need to, and, and we don't remodel houses. And, you know, these are people's homes. And, and home is where family and security, and it just means a lot to people. So showcasing what we do and how we impact people's lives, starting with the why of why we do these things, uh, and then telling that story. So telling it by having customer testimonials, by showing those key stages with customers along the way, you know, when they're, when they're um, getting their keys or they're doing their pre-construction meeting, or, you know, you're sitting there doing the blueprint meeting and, uh, you know, or, or when the construction first starts or when the kids visit for the first time, uh, the do- anything with dogs, of course, but the dogs. <laughs> That'll and, do well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or cats. I have to say that for my our friend Will Duderstadt, who's the cat fiend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you, know, you, have to, uh, you, ha- you have to make it really personal that way. And then you get an opportunity to tell the customer story. Uh, or tell the customer experience story from the builder's perspective and the employees and the salespeople and the construction superintendents. We're more than just a company. The company is made up of terrific individuals who come together and work together as a team. And all of that, you know, helps support the the customer experience funnel. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And and it's true. I mean, the more I think about it, the people um, or companies that I follow on social media. Sometimes it is companies, but more often than not, it's some of the people within the company, and I, I'm drawn to them for certain reasons. And uh, and and yeah, I think it's because of what you said. You know, we connect with people, and we want to see that that human side of you know what's behind this logo or this name, and it's people. Um, and you mentioned a couple of things in there that I want to dig into. One, you mentioned kind of the key stages of the customer experience funnel, and so. I guess maybe can you break some of those down? What do those look like? We kind of talked about maybe that first touch is maybe an impression on social media or a website or something, but then do you find that there's a few layers there that kind of lead to uh, that, that last step or, or is it ongoing? How does that all break down? It's, it isn't a straight line for sure. I'd like to go back though. You know, just as you were talking, a thought occurred to me. So yeah, Um, If we're talking about social media and that opportunity to tell the story, it isn't always the story where everything is, is, you know, rainbows and unicorns. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes stuff goes wrong. In fact, oftentimes it does. I would say a lot, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I think there's an opportunity to tell that story too, so that all of a sudden, you know, a mistake in building or an oops becomes just that. We totally demystify it. I think we try to put perfection out there and we're not perfect. 
So when you demystify that, I think people then were setting those expectations going forward of what's going to happen so that it isn't so scary to people. Yeah, so I, I like that. Is a great way to do that, as well as your website and your blog. And again, all of these other channels uh, that come into play. So show the show the screw ups, too, <laughs> and, but show what you did to fix it so that, you know, you make it better. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. I mean, people want to see that you can, I mean, if you do run into problems that you can solve them and correct them and, and yeah, no, nobody's perfect. I mean, I think a lot of people look at themselves and go, Oh, well, I'm not perfect. And oh, these people are, are so perfect, but it seems unattainable and unreachable and, and it's tougher to connect with people that way. Yeah. That's why we like to stay after the movie is over and watch the outtakes. Right. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <Your> outtakes. <laughs> yeah. So, so then you asked me an actual question, and I and I completely just diverted that. So, what was that again? Tell me. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, going back to just the customer experience funnel, do you see it kind of broken down into milestones or different kind of core handoffs from one stage to the next? I know you said it's not a straight line, but are there a few components that we can kind of identify within this experience funnel? Well, I think the the buyer journey. So, from you know, from the brand awareness to then exploring and seeing if this is an option for them, whether that is just through visiting the website, uh, checking you out on social media, or actually physically walking into a model center, uh, viewing floor plans, playing around with mortgage calculators, you know, all, all of those, if we're driving that electronic traffic and that digital traffic and the, as well as physical traffic, as that customer then identifies themselves to us becomes that next stage where they're not just, you know, random, nameless, faceless people out there. <laughs> not but just they're a number. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're considering whether or not we're a good fit for them. So then from prospect through the sales process, you know, are we consistent with that? Are we consistent with our follow-up and our messaging, setting the expectations? Does our purchase agreement experience you know, are we sitting down and basically writing it on the back of a napkin, which some of our builders are, uh, or do we have an actual system that we're using that's clearly defined and helps the buyer guide the buyer through the journey so that they can make the selections that are appropriate for them uh, to when they sign and give us a deposit and get approved and um, then they become a customer. So that's the next section is then how do we handle them once they are a customer and all and that tricky time between purchase agreement to the start of the project or the start of the home. Uh, that can, that's such a critical time. Uh, and then the handoff there from the sales process to the build process. You know, what, how are we handling them there? Have we handed them off to a project manager or a superintendent? So now they bonded with the salesperson. Now all of a sudden there's this random face, you know, this random person shows up who's the building expert who's going to handle everything. You know, how are we handling those handoffs? Uh, and then of course the, the settlement, which should be a, a celebration, you know, that whole process all the way through. So, and I think there's so many opportunities there for us uh, when we think it through and we set clear policies and procedures in place and we really map this journey out so that everybody's speaking, you know, from the same sheet of music or singing from the same sheet of music. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I mean, that's, that's really important. The buyer should get a consistent, they shouldn't get, well, yeah, sales, you know, those salespeople will promise you anything. And, but here's the reality of this. We need to all be on the same page 
for, for that journey. And, and we're a team. So yeah, uh, I think that's really important. Yeah. I think, you know, you broke down several phases there and there's a few different, you know, handoffs or transitions that people go through and maybe we can just hone in on, you know, one of those, which is that, you know, basically sales to delivery handoff. And like you said, that can be pretty tricky because you form that relationship with the salesperson they sell the, you know, the home and then now you've got to flip it over to somebody else. And I guess, do you have a couple of uh, tips or strategies uh, or next steps that people can take if they're going, yeah, I think we could improve in this area. Um, and I think some of it is related to kind of, you mentioned the story that you're telling or the message, you know, we want what we sell and what we deliver to be congruent. Um, but then also, is there a way to maybe make sure that that relationship gets formed with that next person and, and they feel like they're in good hands. Uh, yeah. And I think, uh, I think technology can help us with that. So when we, and of course we're, we're builders, we're slow to adapt to, to technology. I understand it's scary, but this is some simple things that really, if you just stepped back and you, and you thought about it, um, one of my builders is, is actually doing a video handoff where they literally introduce the next person in, in line. So from the internet salesperson to the salesperson, uh, and then from the salesperson to introducing the superintendent, they've got just a quick little 30 second video that they're sending the customers. So they're already feel, feeling like they know that person before they meet them. I like that. Yeah. It gives them a chance to, to see them, hear them, and they haven't actually had to talk to them yet. So then when they do, they're like, Oh yeah, Hey, it's, uh, it's Bob or whoever it happens to be. Um, I like that. Yeah. And a, a quick video, you know, like you said, it's technology, but it doesn't have to be that hard, you know, sit in front of your computer, hit record and <laughs> send it off. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, or, you know, put the two of you together and take your phone and, you know, do a selfie video for, you know, um, you know, get, use a selfie stick. You know, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be this big professional production. Obviously, you know, those are nice if you've got the budget for it. Uh, and those are, are certainly ideal, but if they aren't, uh, you know, it does, it does, don't think that you still can't be effective by using something as simple as your cell phone and your cell phone video. Besides, you look better on your selfie cam anyway. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I um, can't remember who I was talking to about this, but a lot, some people have said, hey, I'm really uncomfortable on video or I don't like seeing myself on video. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, yeah, it was pretty uncomfortable when I started getting in front of the camera. But then more I thought, I'm like, well, this is what I look like in real life. You know, it's just, you're looking at yourself. And so it seems weird, but that's what you look like to everybody else already. So uh, I feel like you just got to go for it a couple of times and then you get over it. Um, but I guess as you're thinking about, again, this, this experience funnel, uh, that is a big transitional period, but I guess, is there another one? I know you mentioned at the beginning, uh, you know, the warranty process and how that's handled. Uh, maybe do you want to talk about that section of the funnel a little bit? I think that's another kind of pivotal point where people kind of go, okay, like done, you know, uh, but then warranty comes up and then that just becomes like a bottleneck. And then it kind of maybe puts a bad taste in the homeowner's mouth because they're having delays or issues. So uh, is there anything there that, that people should be aware of? Um, you know, there's a couple of things, and I think these work for regardless of what the transition is. Um, you know, you want to you want to make sure that you're conveying a consistent message. Um, you can use CRM for that as your as part of your uh, your sales 
process that you're sending out those drip campaigns that set the expectation of here's what happens next and here's what happens after that. Um, all of those, all of those things as they go through. Um, you can um, use uh, chatbots. I love this. Uh, Chris Hartley at uh, at Trendmaker Homes in Dallas. I just finished uh, posting a, a blog post that he did for me, very generously to share the success that they're having using the AI chatbots. And once I found out about you know how successful this was, I started exploring with Atlas RTX what some of the others systems could be and what other things we could do with AI chatbots. And really, I mean, you can do micro surveys throughout the process. Don't wait till the end to do a survey. You know, hey, how, uh, you know, how was your experience with uh, Joe salesperson? Um, did we answer all of your questions? You know, do you have any, do you have any additional questions? All the way through the process so that we're making sure that by the time we get to warranty, warranty is really should be a non-issue. Warranty should barely exist. It's there as a, as a safety net. It shouldn't be the primary tool or vehicle we use to finish the project or the home. Yeah, I like that. And that's super cool doing the kind of mini surveys. I think that's a great idea because I think you're right. A lot of times we get caught up in, okay, we sold it. Now we're, we're just building it, but we forget, okay, yeah, we, we want these people to move in at the end, but throughout the process, they have lots of questions and they're wondering what's going on. And, and it really is an experience for that person. Maybe it's something that we do every day, but that person that may be the first time they've done, you know, gone through that, that process or the second and either way, they've done it a lot less times than sure. we have. And so. Yeah. We think people know what comes, what happens next, but they really don't, you know, and your realtors don't know what happens next. I mean, it's up to us to set the tone and the pace for that. And we have to make sure that, you know, we are, are, telling them this is what happens next. Um, Builder Trend is another uh, tool that I'm sure a lot of your listeners are very familiar with. Um, I, the one thing that I think Builder Trend does exceptionally well is the ability to, to communicate outwardly to the customers, posting pictures of the project and the homes, how, how they're going, uh, sending a message about what, this is what happened weekly on the home and giving the buyers weekly updates. Um, you know, a lot of those things that we can do to enhance the experience, but nothing's really going to take the place of that face-to-face -face or that person-to-person -person contact. You know, I, I love Friday uh, meetings between sales and superintendents. I call it the super sales meeting. And I've got a whole script for what that should look like. But in essence, what they're doing is going through their pipeline and everybody that they have at every stage of the game, they're reaching out to them. And most of the time you're, you're getting voicemail. You know, it, it doesn't take a minute to, to leave a message for people. Uh, but at the end, when, when we survey and we ask, hey, uh, you know, how did the builder do at communicating the process to you? If the buyer is the one who's always reaching out to us, at the end, they tell us we do a dismal job. Right. Even if they were in our sales center every week and in the, on the job site and they're talking to us every week, if they initiated the contact, we did a bad job. We failed. Whereas if we turn the tables around, we are the ones who initiate that contact. First of all, you eliminate a lot of that needless back and forth during the week because now the customer knows what to expect. They know, hey, you know what? This is the plan for next week, but I did take a look at the weather and, you know, it looks like we may get some bad weather, which of course could give us a delay. 
Now they're not calling you going, oh, I thought you were going to install my cabinets and they're not in yet. Well, we didn't want to, you know, drag them out of the truck in the pouring down sideways rain uh, yeah. or in Florida, you know, we have hurricanes sometimes. So those sorts of things. Yeah, you know? I think that's awesome. Yeah, just those consistent updates throughout the, the project. And like you said, it's probably even a time saver by the end of it because you don't have all the back and forth in between, you know, okay, I'm going to do my weekly update or however often you're going to do that. And then they get the information they need. And, and the thing that comes to my mind as a, you know, a content marketer is always, okay, so if we're going to be providing all these, you know, checkpoint updates, you know, could we create a video or a blog article or something that explains where they're at in the process? And so that, that salesperson or the superintendent can just take that piece of information, drop it into their, you know, email update to the, the customer. And then you've already got it solved there. And so you're saving some more time there on the content side. Um, so I guess as we're thinking about this customer experience funnel, I would imagine there's people that are listening and going, okay, how do I, how do I even start to examine this or, you know, map this out so that I can look for these touch points? Do you have kind of a, a couple of good first steps for somebody to say, okay, I'm on board. I get why this is important, but where do I start? Hey guys, just a quick announcement before we get to the rest of today's episode. We've been getting a ton of feedback on our done for you social media program. Now, if social media has been a frustration of yours or you feel like you're not posting enough, this is the perfect solution for you. And as a listener of the podcast, we've got a special promotion going on right now. So just head over to remodelersocialmedia.com and use the code radio at the checkout. So if you want to get more engagement and more people finding you on platforms like Facebook and Instagram, hit pause really quick and check out remodelersocialmedia.com and use the code radio at checkout. All right, back to the show. So you ask a really good question, Spencer, and I, I wish that there was a two-second answer for it. Um, but the, the reality is we have to, we have to do some soul-searching. This is going to take some time to map out this process. And the big, it really starts with why. Why are we who we are? Why are we doing what we do? And what is it that we want the buyer to understand about us and our unique selling proposition? And then you craft your messaging and your branding and, and everything else ties around that. Because the customer's going to know when something's off. You know, they're going to know if that messaging is not meeting with the reality of it. But you got to have that core or you will be a little all over the place. And that's where our buyers get confused and, you know, they don't really understand what's going to happen next because we're sending mixed signals. So we got to, you've got to plan ahead. Uh, there's that, uh, there's a sign that has plan ahead and then it's like the D is down on the bottom. Like we just <laughs> didn't quite get there to plan ahead with it. And that's really the reality of the whole situation is that, you know, we get so busy and we get so caught up in the day-to-day -day of running our business that we don't take that time to do that planning and to do that, that uh, forward momentum with that. We, and you really do. You, you almost have to stop things and take that time to do that and almost do the reset button. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it is, I mean, it's challenging when you're just in the go, go, go mode and, uh, and then you go, Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe there are a few things that are kind of broken links in the chain or, yeah, you got the the D hanging off the edge of the sign. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think uh, you make a good point in that really 
it's all connected. It's all tied together. So you're going, okay, well, why am I in this business? I want to deliver a certain type of X to my customer. I want them to feel a certain way or, you know, whatever that is, whatever makes you unique. But then you have to take that and thread it throughout everything. So, it, you know, it starts in your marketing and it shows up in your social media posts. But then when they walk into a model or they talk to a salesperson, they're still like feeling that same thing and getting that same message. And then as you have just talked about, you know, for the last little while, once they're actually going through the process that they still feel that because otherwise they get to the end and they go, Oh, something, something was off here. I thought I was buying this and I felt like I actually got this. And so then they are either disappointed or let down or, you know, didn't feel like they're, they're as excited as they should, should be at the end. Well, yeah. And, you know, so, so we, I, I took this off of uh, everydayno.com just some, just to get some generic builder slogans, but, you know, we say things like, uh, you know, uh, don't mess with the rest, trust the best, um, you know, build right, uh, construction you can count on. Um, I love this one. Uh, listen better, plan better, build better. If you put that out there, you better do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, Let's see. We'll nail your next project because nobody wants to screw up. I like that one. That was good. <laughs> little, little play on words there. So, uh, you know, all of those things we say, we put these slogans out there, but then are we really living up to it? And that's where that customer experience can really, I mean, the funnel starts to, you know, go sideways and start to look like a tornado instead of a funnel uh, because we, we, we do it to ourselves. So, you know, having the process, knowing what the handoff is, and then think like a customer. You know, if you built your dream home and then you were invited to the customer walk or the orientation walk at the end, and it looked like a hurricane had gone through it. And you, so it's dirty, it hasn't been cleaned. There's still a bunch of, of debris and, and work that clearly needs to be done. And then you're asked to tear that, to, to go through that whole process and figure out what's wrong with that home. Well, first of all, you can't see it because it's dirty. Are you kidding me? So, and think if you're thinking like your customer, let's take, for example, just the handoff at the end when the settlement process happens, right? So we want to be able to present a nice, finished, clean home to our buyers. And of course, they're going to walk through, they're going to punch things out. We understand there's going to be a punch list. But how much less is that punch list when we've already punched it ourselves and we've already taken care of most of it? And it's clean, it's ready, it's we've got a process in place for them. The, the last thing you want to do is have want someone come in and pick apart their dream home and figure out everything that's wrong with it. Yeah. And of course, these things usually aren't even wrong so much as not finished. So most of the things are very cosmetic and they are very just they're just they're minor punch things, paint, caulk, trim, you know, those usual suspects that we see over and over again, cleaning even, you know, did we get the, the spackle off of the cabinets and, you know, do we have a scratch here that needs to be buffed out or, you know, whatever it is. So think like a customer. Don't close a home before it's time, I'd like to say. I just recently had to walk a home that closed three months ago. It actually closed at the end of the year, and I walked it in March. Three months later, blue tape still on the exterior of the home. 
Wow. Blue tape all the way through the home. And they, they closed it and sent it to the warranty process before it was finished. That's a, that's a lose-lose proposition all the way around. So, and the reality was it took us half a day only because we had to schedule all of those different trades and everybody to come back in. But it took us half a day to actually knock out everything that was on the list. <laughs> yeah. You know, and meanwhile, the customer's living in the home. They're finding more things. They've got more questions. You know, so this is where the breakdown really starts to happen. Yeah, yeah. That's, ouch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. And sometimes you think, gosh, it, like, there, there's all these things. But like you said, if you kind of break it down, it was, you know four hours, you know, five, six hours, something like that. And everything was all taken care of. So could have all, and it could have been done faster if we didn't have to, you know, deal with the customer schedule. Right. You know, we might have been able to knock that out in three hours. Yeah. So, I mean, there've been many times when as a, as a sales manager, you know, I walk into the home and, and we're not quite there yet. And we all just pitch in and we get everything done. Most of it's clean. So every, you know, everybody's scrubbing. I take my jacket off and my heels off and I'm scrubbing and, and everything else. And the buyer's driving up the street and we've got 25 people going out the back door. But what they saw was a finished, beautiful, sparkling home. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Even if you have to cut it that close. Better that. Yeah. Better that. Great presentation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I really like what you said in just thinking about the process from the consumer's perspective. And I, want to just pause there for a second because I think we hear that a lot or you go, Oh yeah, think about it like a customer. But then I think that's where we kind of stop and go, Oh yeah, you know, we want to take care of them. But if you actually went and thought about, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, they're walking into their home for the first time. What do we want that to feel like? And then looking at it through that lens or, Oh, this is the handoff meeting, you know, from sales to delivery if I were in their shoes, what would make me feel good? And kind of asking a few of those questions at kind of some of these bigger milestones. And I think those things could help start to actually uncover some of those problems that may be happening now, or just shedding some light on what the customer is actually feeling throughout the entire process. Yeah. And of course, customers are emotional, but how much of that is on us to begin with? Because we just didn't set the expectation. Yeah. You're never going to make every customer completely happy. That's unrealistic. But you can make so many more of them happy just by setting, again, set those expectations, have the handoff, make sure your team is working consistently with one another. Um, I had a, recently had a problem with our internet here. And the, the provider came out four times to try to fix the problem. Each time, every technician fixed a different problem. <laughs> And they did fix something. The problem, so, you know, I'm happy they found something, they fixed it, you know, things work a little better for a while. But the problem was every one of them that came out trashed the person that was there before. Oh, well, why didn't they see this? Or, well, if this was me, I would have done, you know. We have to watch that kind of language. We, we need to work very tirelessly to, to be saying the same things. And the only way that happens is when we we take that time to really script what we're going to do all the way through that process. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's a great powerful example there because yeah, I wonder how often that happens. You know, and you're going, gosh, you got all these team members, and if something doesn't look good, then when you're with the customer, you want to look good. But if you're kind of bashing your team, you're really bashing the you know all in the same in same boat together. So 
Um, Kimberly, I feel like we've shed a lot of light on this topic today, and I'm hoping that people are kind of inspire, inspired to think through this process and what kind of experience they're delivering. Uh, I do have a last question for you, but before we get to that, I guess, how can people connect with you or learn more about you and, you know, uh, get connected? Yeah, thanks for asking. This is what I do, and I work with builders and help them through these processes and try to figure out how all the pieces fit together. I, I like to say that I, I like to figure out what the engine is that drives the train instead of runs it off the tracks. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I'm happy to help with that. And, you know, any of the things that we've talked about tools-wise here, I'm happy to send those to people. Uh, they can find me at newhomesolutions.com. So there's two S's in the middle and one at the end. So that, and, or just Google Kimberly Mackey, you'll find me. Perfect. Yeah. Easy enough. And we'll make sure that that link is in the show notes for everybody. Uh, and as, yeah, as we wrap for today, I always like to ask if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, kind of parting wisdom, uh, what would you tell them? Well, if you want to stop fighting fires all the time, stop starting them. <laughs> That's good advice. I like it. <laughs> Short and sweet, but, yeah. uh, yeah, no, uh, Kimberly, thanks so much for, for coming on the show today. And yeah, this this was great. I think it's a super important topic. And like you said, it's kind of a buzzword today, but really it's an important part of the entire business, you know, and you could argue that maybe it's the whole business. So um, yeah, thanks. I enjoyed having you on today and thanks for sharing. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, Spencer. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Kimberly. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Kimberly Mackey. And I know you're on the go, you're either in the gym or you're driving in your car. And so I want to talk action items. And I pulled out a few things from today's episode that I hope you'll take and start implementing. So item number one was map out that entire customer journey. You know, what does it look like? What are the different stages that somebody goes through when they work with your company? And really try to map that out so that you've got it all on paper and you kind of know what somebody goes through. You might know in your head, but I think getting on a paper really, really helps. The second thing was kind of a follow-up to that. So once you've got that mapped out, think about the different stages or milestones that you have, uh, different meetings or handoffs, and then put yourself in the customer's shoes. You know, How did it feel when they walked out of that meeting or they met that person or they first entered the home when it was all complete? You know, And really ask yourself a few questions. You know, What did it feel like? How did that you know, experience settle with that person? Did they get the outcome they wanted? Did they still have questions? You know, so I think you can layer in some questions like that that will help uncover how this actually feels to that person. And then the third one was just a quick tip, but I really liked it. And that was using video anytime you have a handoff in the process. So again, from sales to production, or maybe you have another handoff that happens, but anytime you're introducing a new team member, shoot a quick video intro and let them kind of introduce themselves, you introduce them, but that way that customer can get to know that person a little bit before they actually meet them. So when they meet them in person, that trust level should be elevated and definitely the comfort level. So I think those are three good takeaways from today's episode. And again, I hope you enjoyed it. Today was Builder Funnel Radio episode 43 with Kimberly Mackey, and we'll see you next time. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Builder Funnel Radio. I know there are a lot of podcast choices out there, so it really means a lot to me that you choose this as one you either subscribe or listen to regularly. Now, before we part ways for today, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you got some value out of today's episode, please either leave us a review 
or share this with a friend. We're really working on building a community of construction professionals that want to treat their customers right, they want to run profitable businesses, and create more jobs in our economy. So leaving a review or sharing it with a friend really helps us build that community, and we'd really, really appreciate it. All right, guys, that's all I've got for today. So we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.